Hello, I'm Curtis Bowers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. Hope things are going well for you as summer's wrapping up and we're going to head into fall soon. If you could be praying for us, we'd really appreciate that. Starting next week, my family and I will be traveling around to different parts of the country over the next 12 months, on and off. And we would really appreciate if you'd just put a little note on the fridge to pray for us, for our safety, for turnout at the meetings, that there'll be great turnouts, there'll be good sales of things that pay our bills so we can continue to travel, that the spirit at the meetings will be just just right, and that we, as we come into these different towns and, and different places, will be a blessing to the people there, that God will give me the right words to say that is exactly what they need to hear, and that it'll just be a positive encouragement to them. But anyway, if you could keep us in your prayer list, we would greatly appreciate that. Those watching on Rumble, everybody watching on Rumble, are you listening? <laughs> I don't say this very often, and I need to more. My son tells me, Dad, you've got to tell them to like and follow, because, and the reason being, the more people that like and follow something, the more than Rumble recommends it to other people as something they might want to watch, so it helps expand your audience. So if you watch these regularly on Rumble, would you every week just make sure you like it and make sure you follow us if you are not doing that so we can let you know when the next video comes out. But it just helps the computers know, hey, people like this thing here, and so it pushes them out. I, I appreciate you watching and everything, but that's some simple little thing you can do to help us reach a lot more people. Today we're going to talk about 10 signs the globalist or engineering society for slavery. There's 10 signs. And one of the things I'm going to address with that is this, the idea of stupid versus evil, because that's an important concept. Too many people on our side always kind of excuse those that are doing evil as they're just dumb. They don't get it. And there's a few things I've learned in my life that lets me know when something is done out of stupidity, and there are a lot of dumb things being done, or when things are being done out of an evil intent. There's a saying I love that I heard years ago. It's, consistency has never been a virtue of ignorance. Consistency has never been a virtue of ignorance. That means when you see consistency in something, right then you know, no, it's not stupidity, it's not ignorance, it's evil. There's an intent behind it. It's like if you walked into a room and there was a whole string of dominoes set up on the table. You know, somebody set those up. It's too consistent. If they were just randomly set up, you go, oh, probably a child was playing or something, but there wasn't a purpose behind it. But when you see them all set up just the way they are, where when you push one, they all go down, then you know, no, someone set it up that way because they had the intent of having something happen. And in a lot of the things today, we see that very clearly. It's too consistent to be ignorance or stupidity. It's evil at its core, and we're going to talk about 10 things you can see right now where they're setting us up for slavery, mankind, because they have a lust for power that's hard to even comprehend. 
But I appreciate you joining me. Those that are not subscribers at agendaweekly.com, please consider going and doing that. That helps fund us. It's $5 a month. And then you'll get not just this video, but you'll get all the different things that we provide. A news brief, prayer and action items, other videos and articles we think are important. And we do Agenda Weekly for one purpose, to try to save you time. We know there's so much news out there. If you try to watch all of it and figure out everything on your own, you're going to use up your entire week and then you don't have any time to act. We want you to have time to act because we need to be acting and making a difference right where we are. But uh, thank you so much for joining me. There were several articles I read this week that were along the same lines of what I've been thinking. And one of them was by Tyler Durden. And I just want to read a few quotes from here to kind of set things up for what I'm going to talk about. But dependency on the state is the core of the takeover plot of humanity. Dependency on the state. And that's exactly what I was already thinking. I've been talking about. But that's the, that's the thing. So when you see them setting up circumstances, setting up the dominoes to create dependency, you know that the end game of that is slavery because you're, you're totally under their control if you are dependent on them. Another important point he made is slavery is fully dependent on the concept of fear, compliance to a false authority, and the total dependence on the very tyrant called government. That's what slavery is. When you're dependent on government, you are a slave. Okay, and then P.J. O'Rourke said this, It's not an endlessly expanding list of rights, the right to health care, the right to food and housing. That's not freedom. That's dependency. Think about that for a minute. When they give you your rights, you are a slave. When they tell you, oh, you have a right to health care, you have a right to food and housing, you have, they're dictating your rights. They are not the author of our rights. God is. So it should scare us when they are telling us what rights we have. Alan Keyes in Agenda 2 made a very important point. He said when the income tax was allowed in America, he said right then everyone became a slave because there was no limit put on it. It wasn't like this is the most they can do. It was you have to pay income taxes at whatever rate the government dictates to you to pay. And so he said, what does that mean? It means they're in control of 100% of your income. And so that means you're their slave when they say whatever the rate is going to be. A lot of people don't realize that we've had rates as high as 90% in America. 90%. In the 70s, it was 70%. And my dad was successful in his business and things, and he was in that bracket. So if he made $100,000, he had to write a check for $70,000 to Jimmy Carter and he got to keep 30. That's, that's how tyrannical that is. Just that income tax alone gives them total control of us. But now it's expanding into 100 other areas that we need to be aware of. The final foundation of all restriction, control of finance and monetary transactions, and control of movement will hinge on the farcical fraud called man-made climate change. Absolutely. And you can see that being set up. Um, That is the the framework that they seek to enslave everyone on the planet. And it's accelerating right now. At this point, the somewhat panicked ruling class and its pawns in government 
have vastly escalated their terror campaign worldwide in order to shut down dissent before it can gain too much ground. That's a key point. I've talked about that several times on here. That's, you should be encouraged about that. But they realize they're kind of losing control now. That's why they're just going nuts on the fear campaign. You know, every day, if it's a hot day, oh, the world's coming to an end. We only have a few years left and all that. But that's the importance of you educating one person at a time. Our site is growing right now. People are seeing the lies of so many different things, election fraud, the COVID conspiracy, the, the vax nonsense, all these different things. They're starting to see, wow, something's rotten here. And so sharing these videos is so important. Encouraging your friends to become part of Agenda Weekly. Sharing our documentaries, Agenda Grinding America Down and Agenda 2 Masters of Deceit. You can get those at agendaweekly.com. Those are powerful tools to take someone that's concerned about what's going on, but doesn't understand well, what's going on here. It's a powerful tool. When they sit down in 90 minutes, they go, oh, now I know what's going on. That's the whole reason we made those documentaries. But those are so needed right now. Agenda Weekly is so needed right now because every person that all of a sudden their eyes see, they've been lied to. This whole thing is smoke and mirrors. There are people with evil intentions trying to enslave them it wakes them up and then they're standing against them. They're preparing for what's coming so they won't be dependent on the state because they're ready themselves to endure whatever they're going to bring on us. So anyway, that's some things you can be doing. And the last thing here I'll bring up about what he wrote, he says, As to the extreme fear-mongering, weather services nationwide have intentionally changed all reporting in order to strike extreme fear in the collective herd called the citizenry. These descriptions, while ludicrous and plotted, are purposefully meant to cause undue alarm in an uninformed public. That's why they have red colors now on the weather maps where it's hot. Instead, they used to have like dark green. <laughs> but they're changing things and they're all doing it together. And again, when everybody's doing it together, we know, oh, consistency has never been a virtue of ignorance. That's not ignorance. It's a plan. The dominoes are set up, and that's what it is. And so we just need to not fall prey to that. Weather has been hot in my life, and it's been cold in my life. I lived in Florida, and in the 70s growing up, it snowed in Tampa, Florida. Well, it was when they were telling us we're entering an ice age, and then it warmed up. And the, the scientists that are really studying sunspots and things that really dictate the future, they're saying pretty soon here we're going to enter another period of cold because they can tell by the spots on the sun. So to, to think, oh, it's really hot. Yeah, it is really hot right now. But then it gets cold and it changes. That's the beauty of weather. It's always changing. So if you don't like the way it is, just stick around a while and it'll change. I was also reading an article by Mike Adams this week and had some good points in it, but I want to get into now 10 undeniable signs that the globalists are engineering society for slavery. And it's important that we understand this. One of the first things we see is the biometric inventory of the human race. They're working towards that. WorldCoin, I don't know if you saw it this week, it's a retinal scan and they're trying to get every person on the planet to do it. And that's how you'll buy, you'll sell. Every detail will be tied into that scan of your retina. Some of the leaders in that said, you will take this or you won't buy, sell, or trade. Literally this week, 
as they were pushing their thing on the world, trying to get more and more people involved. They're trying to make that kind of the, the, the universal ID that everyone must have to be part of society. And if you don't have it, you will not be involved in society. Well, that is key because then, even if you refuse to take it, they know you refuse to take it. And so then they can identify, just like when you have a mask on or you don't have a mask on, they know who's going along and who's not. And so this will allow them to mark each person. This person refuses to get this retinal scan. And so they're outcasts of society. They can't fly on planes. They can't whatever. They'll make all these rules and restrictions. But the fact they're trying to do that so they can inventory and control every human on the planet shows they want to know who the slaves are and they need the biometric data to do that. Number two, a clear sign they're wanting us to be slaves is they're educating for submission. <laughs> when they are no longer teaching any practical skills, any independent thinking, any basic knowledge of logic and reason and productivity and things that are going to help you be successful in life, when none of that is being taught K through 12 or in the colleges and universities, then you realize, okay, they're trying to create a citizenry that is not capable of taking care of themselves. They will be dependent on the government because they couldn't get up at six o'clock when the alarm rang, whether they wanted to or not. They don't have the character. And then even if they could get up, they have nothing they could do. They're so lazy. They're so dumbed down. And so that's a key thing. It's also interesting to note that this abandonment of total education has now been fully endorsed even by the teachers unions. So it's literally like adult daycare is what it is. You drop your kids off in daycare so you can go to work. And yeah, they're 18-year-old kids in daycare. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's worse than that. If they were just sitting at daycare playing with Legos or something, they would learn things. They would get some skills. But they're being indoctrinated with perversion, which is a key part of the plan to cause the young people to rebel against God, then to be so influenced by the lusts of their flesh that the rest of their life, they're not in control of it. They're just doing whatever their lusts want them to do. And so they're self-destructing. And so government has to take care of them. Number three, they're demolishing the energy infrastructure. Without affordable, abundant energy, no civilization can thrive. It's so true. As energy is deliberately cut off, civilizations implode and they die. And they're clearly doing that. With no energy, economies crumble. That's all they're built on is energy. And they know that. So it's another sign. When you're cutting cheap, dependable energy, you are up to no good. <laughs> and they are. Number four, the deployment of bioweapons. When you see governments like our government um, deploying a bioweapon like COVID against us in the world, you realize, okay, they're creating the conditions for tyranny, lockdowns, just tyrannical rules and regulations, forced vaccinations on people, total control. They shut down hundreds of thousands of businesses all over America with their lockdowns impoverished everybody. We were all so impoverished in that. Even if you didn't lose your job, 
you are poor today because of the inflation that was created from their solutions, but also because everyone around you became poor, so your community became poor, which means you are poor. And then when their solution to the bioweapon was a shot that has so many adverse reactions. I heard a doctor this week, a very respectable doctor, saying there was probably close to 2 billion adverse reactions worldwide. When they do that kind of stuff, you realize, okay, they're not for us, they're against us. They're not trying to make us more prosperous, more healthy, more productive people. They're trying to destroy that. And the intent of that is slavery. Number five, weaponizing food. They are slowly getting control of the seed supply in the world. And this is very significant because as they genetically modify the seeds, what happens is maybe you have good seeds in your garden, but the bees cross-pollinate their genetically modified crops with yours. It makes yours genetically modified through the pollination, and then you have violated their patents. Many farmers now that are growing natural crops next to those that are growing the GMO have been sued and lost their farms because Monsanto came over, tested their crops, and said, no, this is our patented seed formula in your crops. And they're like, no, we planted non-GMO seeds. But the bees cross-pollinated them, and then all of a sudden, you have a genetically modified plant, and they lost their farms. They went to jail because, no, that's a, a patent infringement. You're under arrest, and you're going to lose your farm. So as they do that more and more, slowly there won't be any of the good seeds left because... The cross-pollination that takes place slowly taints everything else. But if you have control of the seeds and then they're trying to, you know, outlaw all the traditional ways we feed ourselves like cattle and things like that. Oh, no, you can't have those because they hurt the environment. Then slowly they get control of the food system and they'll have this genetically modified food bar for you to eat each day. But if you're not going along to get along, you don't get it. So, and then of course, also part of all of these different elements is cutting world population, which we've always talked about a lot, but weaponizing food is one of them as well. So as you, you cut food production to save the planet, there's going to be less food, so millions are going to die, but you slowly get more and more control of the food that is available where you are the one that has it. And if you control the food, you control everything. Number six, eliminating blue-collar jobs. If you are taking away people's ability to provide for themselves, you are creating the conditions where they will be your slave. It's very clear. Warehouse workers will soon be replaced by some of these robotic machines in a lot of the different places like Amazon warehouses. Their goal is another five or six years to have where it's no employees at all. It's all automated robots going around and just picking up the packages and putting them on the conveyor belts to go in the trucks. And then even all the commercial drivers, they've been experimenting with it for years, but now they have the 18-wheelers that are totally robotic. They've used them in Colorado already, no driver on them, and they go make the deliveries and everything. So if you eliminate the three-plus million truck drivers in America and the tens of millions of warehouse type workers, what are those people supposed to do? Well, they're supposed to be your slave. 
They're also working on right now these different machines that will pick the crops in the fields so then all the migrant workers that come here seasonally, the ones that are coming legally, and they have permission to come in Idaho where we lived, the Mexicans would come up every seed harvest and they would be working out in the fields. They were sweet people. We had some of them over for dinner, even though they couldn't, we couldn't speak to them. But they were hardworking people and they were here legally. And then they go back. They just work for a few months picking the peaches and the apples and things to save that money for their family. And then they go back home. Their jobs will all be gone. Number seven, they're eliminating white collar workers' jobs. With uh, regenerative AI systems, it will soon replace journalists, writers, coders, business managers, architects, doctors, photographers, etc. I was with a friend of mine, Darren, in North Carolina a couple weeks ago. And he showed me on his phone just some of the technology he already has. He's into marketing. And so he, you know, comes up with ads and things for people. But he said, look at these things I have now. Some of these programs where I just talk into my phone, where I say, I need a picture of a child picking pumpkins with a red barn in the background in a beautiful fall setting. And in instantaneously, a picture pops up. And I was looking at it. And it's as crystal clear as any picture you've ever seen of any person and he said, do you see that child in the picture that's it's zoomed in right on his face? He does not exist. The computer just generated that. And I can use that now. Why would you ever hire a photographer again or anything? And you're allowed to use that. And so, and he talked a lot of different things into the phone. Boom, and pop up a picture. I'll go make it with pigs. And he had it with pigs in a pumpkin patch in the fall. It was a totally different picture. But there's enough information in the computers now. They understand fall, what that means. They understand a child, what that means. And they create a child. They know what the, the characteristics of a human, the nose, the eyes. And it just puts it together. But that person doesn't exist. That setting does not exist. That farm does not exist, I'm looking at. And it's a crystal clear photograph. It is not like a cartoon figure or whatever. Then he showed me, look at this other program I have. And he said to it, he goes, give me three recipes for carrot cake. And like that, there was a gluten-free one, there was a traditional one, and there was a different kind of one. And I, I read through them, and it was the right ingredients, the right stuff. And again, the computer created that because it knows every carrot cake recipe in the world. And so it combines those or takes ones it likes best or whatever. Then he said this. And this kind of shook me up a little bit, realizing how advanced some of that has gotten. He said, please prepare me a sermon based on one of these carrot cake recipes. And instantly, not even one second, he said, read. And it had a sermon. I started reading through the scriptures it recommended for the different ingredients that go into a carrot cake and how they fit into the Christian life and how it was a three-point sermon with all the details and all the scripture, looking up the verses. Yeah, that's the right verse that talks about that idea. And I was like, oh my goodness. I hope most pastors aren't doing that for every sermon. Instead of letting the Holy Spirit guide them, they're not doing that. But that's where these things have gotten. So when you're eliminating the blue-collar jobs, you're eliminating the white-collar jobs, 
you are creating a the conditions where everyone will be a slave because there's nothing for them to do, which means they cannot provide for themselves, which means you must provide for them. So that's the total dependency that those in power seek. I don't know if you remember a year or so ago, I had Rory Groves on with his book, Durable Trades. If you didn't get that book, you need to get that book because it had 60 trades that right now the systems I just talked about cannot do because it's too different. Every job application of, of like being a plumber, a, a robot, it's a many decades until a robot can do that because every home is different, every pipe is different, every problem is different. It's too broad of spectrum. It's not just a, one thing over and over again. But like an architect where you can say, I want plans for a 2,200 square foot home that is a traditional country home with a wraparound porch. It's up to code for, you know, Montgomery County, Alabama. And give me three different options, please. And they're there in the plans and they're all up to code. They're all perfect. Why would you ever use an architect again? I'm telling you, these things are heading toward tyranny when they want to eliminate man's ability to provide for himself. Number eight, purposeful medical malpractice. We saw over the last three years that for money, even doctors, nurses, hospitals, that make an oath to do no harm, that take an oath to, to, to love and cherish life, and to, to do everything possible to revive, to bring health. They were purposefully allowing people to die, purposefully putting people on ventilators, which will kill you when you're older, guaranteed. They were purposefully doing things like giving remdesivir, something that is toxic to people. It shuts down your kidneys, so then water backs up in your system and fills your lungs, so it looks like you have pneumonia and you die. And they were doing that. I think almost a million people in America were murdered by our medical establishment because of medical malpractice. Well, when you see they have that little value on human life and they're still pushing the vax. I mean, that, that's what you, where you know because many facts have come out now. Ed Dowd and many others, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. have the facts out there where any caring doctor, any caring nurse, any caring head of a hospital would see, oh, these things really are having a lot of adverse effects and a lot of horrible consequences, still pushing it. The CDC director, the new one, Mandy Cohen, said, we anticipate that COVID will become similar to flu shots, where it is going to be you get your annual flu shot and you get your annual COVID shot. That's where we're going to. That was last week. They haven't learned anything, which means they're evil. <laughs> when you have that consistency, they keep doing something, even when it's showing adverse effects. At first, you could have said maybe they're ignorant. But not now. <laughs> Two years later and millions worldwide dead and hundreds of millions having serious health consequences. No, you can't do that anymore. Number nine, destroy fertility. There's far too many people for them to control and they know it. 
And so they're doing everything they can, putting chemicals in the food supply, in your shampoos, just the, the fragrances and things cause infertility. And there's been many studies done on that, and it's still in there anyway. And the glyphosate that they spray all the crops with, and some of it gets into the water supply and in the food supply, it causes you to be infertile, where you're not going to be able to have children. Strong families build strong children and grow resources, and they don't want that. They want weak people, men that do not have the levels of testosterone they should have in their system. It's dropped 50% in the last 30 to 40 years, and it's still dropping a percent or so every single year. So you can see, oh, just in the next you know, 10, 15 years, men will not be able to have children in America because of this problem. That's why they're so effeminate. They don't have that testosterone like they should. That's from the food supply. That has been a purposeful drugging of America. And we need to say no. We need to eat natural. We need to work out. If you're a man, I don't care what your age is, you need to be working out every day, 30 minutes or whatever, doing something strenuous, something that is challenging, something that is causing you to exert energy and and get rid of stress and be a man because we need tough, strong men in this world today. And lastly, number 10, the fiat currency collapse that they're setting up right now. They knew long ago, ever since Maynard Keynes came up with the idiotic idea of the best way to stimulate the economy is to get into more debt (laughs) instead of create better systems of doing things, instead of saving so you're healthy and strong economically. No, if you're having financial problems, borrow more money and that will solve your problem. And it does temporarily, but not in the long run. And the chickens are finally coming home to roost. They're hoping to be able to collapse the fiat currency at the very moment their CBDC is ready. And the CBDC then gives them total control. The end of cash is being pursued aggressively and the replacement by central digital bank currency is looming in the near future because they know if they can get that little piece of the puzzle in there, then just like we saw in Canada a year and a half ago at the truckers convoy, they just turn your bank account off. That's a lot of control to have. Well, that's some of the things going on. We need to continue to educate others because this is a battle. It is purposeful. It is evil in its heart. At the, the heart level of it, the intent is wicked, and we need to stand against it and wake others up to that fact as well. I hope this was helpful in just understanding that those that are doing the things that are destroying, that are destructive, that are enslaving, that are breaking things down instead of building things up, They have an evil intent. Um, They are not misguided, ignorant, stupid, or whatever. They are wicked to the core. And but I want our verse for this week kind of ties into this in that it's Philippians 4:13. It says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But the context of this, if you'll read that whole chapter, Philippians 4, is Paul talking and he's saying, be careful for nothing. He says, he goes, don't, don't you worry about all the details of your life. He goes, I've learned if you give it to the Lord with prayer and supplication, you ask God, what would you have me to do? How do you want me to do it? And you let him direct your path. 
He said, then you'll have the peace of God for whatever happens. And he said, whether you're a slave or whether you're free, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether things are happening that you like or that things are happening that you don't like, you'll have the peace of God. You'll know everything's fine and you'll know I can do all things. I can endure whatever because of the strength that God gives me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. There's been millions of Christians since Jesus was on earth that have had to endure incredible persecution. Richard Wormbrandt in modern times was tortured for 14 years in a communist prison in Romania. And what did he learn? He learned, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I want to encourage you with that. Be faithful today. You can do it. Give your worries, cares, and problems to the Lord and ask him, what would you have me to do? And then do that faithfully, diligently. And he will bless, he will direct. And whatever we have to go through, we'll be fine. Because if he's with us, there's no problem that's too big or no situation that can't be dealt with or endured or whatever it might be. But I appreciate you greatly. Thank you so much for your prayers. And until next week, God bless you. <laughs>